Welcome to the Leadership Rx podcast, where we prescribe the insights and guidance needed to unlock your leadership potential. I'm your host, Ashley Allen, a nurse practitioner turned healthcare executive and a passionate advocate for healthcare leadership. I'm a former diploma nurse who has successfully traversed the path to becoming a healthcare executive. I understand the challenges and aspirations that healthcare professionals face when it comes to transitioning into leadership roles. Leadership Rx is not just a podcast for doctors and nurses. It's a platform designed to empower any professional looking to make their mark in leadership across various disciplines. Each episode will delve into the experiences and insights of accomplished leaders in healthcare and beyond. From CEOs to industry experts, we'll uncover their personal journeys, gain wisdom from their triumphs and challenges, and distill actionable strategies to accelerate your own leadership growth. Get ready to unlock your full leadership potential. And once again, welcome to Leadership Rx, where we prescribe the insights, inspiration, and guidance to fuel your ascent towards exceptional leadership. Hello, my friends, and welcome back for a special episode of Leadership Rx. Today, I'm opening up the floor to your burning questions. Yes, that's right. It is time for an Ask Me Anything session where you'll get to know me on a deeper level. From healthcare to leadership, feminism, diversity and inclusion, to personal adventures, I have asked several of my friends to ask me anything. I'm going to start every podcast episode with a quote or a takeaway moving forward. So today's is never be afraid to ask questions, seek answers, and challenge the status quo. It is only through curiosity and open dialogue that we can expand our horizons and pave the way for meaningful change. I really believe that by telling our stories and sharing our experiences, we have these powerful tools at our hands to help others grow and change and really assist them on their leadership journeys. And so as uncomfortable as it may be to talk about yourself, post a podcast episode talking about yourself, if this helps only one person, then I will have succeeded in my goal here. So without further ado, let's dive in. Number one, where were you born and raised? Many people initially listening to this will probably already know the answer to this question, Uh, but I was born and raised in a very small town called Mechanicsville, Virginia. I probably have a few people from the Ville listening to this, so shout out. Um, So, yeah, I grew up, again, in this really small town. It's the type of place where if I were to go home this week and was shopping in Kroger, I would probably see not one but multiple people that I knew, like high school teachers, people from church, and they would recognize me and and yell out to me. It's, it's that kind of place. So absolutely love it there. It's just outside of Richmond. And uh, yeah, couldn't ask for a better place to grow up. I actually got my first job. Well, let's let's back up even a little further. So my very first job in Mechanicsville was 
a bus girl and host at Giovanni's restaurant. So that was number one. Number two, I worked at a daycare after school called Kitty's Kids that was at my church and I could walk there from my house that I grew up in. And my third job was finally making it into the healthcare sector and working at Bon Secours Health System, which I believe is now Mercy Health, and worked at Memorial Regional Medical Center. Again, probably have a few listeners from there. Started out there as a patient care tech. Um, also probably could have walked there from the house I grew up in. And yeah, over the years, nursing school slowly moved up the ranks from patient care tech to nurse and started out my nursing career there in the ER. And I think it was such a unique experience to grow up in this small community and then start my career at a small community hospital with people that I grew up with and knew It was just a very nurturing and close-knit environment, and I was just texting a friend that I started out with as a nurse in the ER there, and she just finished a residency in New York City, and we were just looking back very fondly on the good old days at MRMC. Next question is, how did your upbringing shape your values and aspirations? So (laughs) I'm going to try not to make the entire podcast about this because this is a really, you, you could really get in the weeds on this question. So I will just go back a little bit. So um, my father is an auto mechanic and my mom is now a nurse. She went back to school later in life and I really think the biggest thing I learned growing up was the value of hard work and the idea that no matter what situation you're in, whether you're disadvantaged in some way or didn't start out as high on the totem pole as others, you can always outwork others and um, really yourself your your own self should be your biggest source of competition and so I think my brother embodies a lot of that as well we were both athletes I ended up getting hurt and having three knee surgeries in high school and not being able to play soccer in college and well I could have but chose that you know maybe after the third knee surgery on the same knee that maybe wasn't the healthiest trajectory for me Uh, But yeah, my brother went on, he was a D1 athlete in college, and I think we, we got a lot of that from my parents. Also, my grandfather owned his own business in, in Mechanicsville, and was a pillar of the community for quite some time, and I grew up seeing that and seeing his entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial spirit and I think that has influenced me a lot as well. Next question, what are your favorite hobbies outside of work? So I joke that in my free time I am pursuing an executive MBA from Cornell's Metro New York program. I am currently on break and so I am reinvigorating my hobbies as we speak so I love to 
read. I love to exercise, run, bike. I just got a puppy, so I have two Vishlas, and they are very active for anyone who knows the breed. I love boating, sailing, being on the water, live in Connecticut now. But I think what I love most and what really recharges me the most is the opportunity to be creative, which I don't feel that I've really gotten in my career in healthcare. And I get a little bit of in business school. But that's what this podcast is to me, is really a creative outlet that I hope provides value to others in the process. Last question in the personal section is any memorable travel experiences that have influenced you? So I think career-wise, I would go with my two trips that I've taken to Haiti. They were profoundly life-changing and anyone who's ever done an international mission trip or anyone who's ever traveled to a third world country, I think would agree. The first time I went, I was still an RN and I worked in the pharmacy of our clinic that we set up in a very remote area of Haiti called Jacmel and it was just oh I I, again this could be an entire podcast episode but um, worked in the pharmacy dispensing medications mainly ivermectin for worms for our pediatric patients and doing education with the mothers if we were giving out vitamins or Tylenol or just any anything that we had to give them, formula. Um, so then I went back as an NP and worked with an interpreter actually, actually seeing the patients and, and devising the treatment plans and ordering the medications and Two things that I will say about that. One, whenever you're in a situation like that, you make friends for life, right? Because you're you're going through this together with people from who have joined from all over the country to run this clinic for two weeks. And I met some incredible people that I have kept in touch with over the years. Again, we only spent two weeks together and now we've been friends for 10 plus years. And have been able to watch their careers grow and be there for each other in a professional way, but also in this sense of we have this shared experience. So that that aspect of it was incredible. And so the second thing that I'll share about that, a story that has just stuck with me forever. We had a an emaciated infant brought to us and we this wasn't uncommon i would i wouldn't say it wasn't entirely shocking we had seen things like this before where maybe breastfeeding wasn't working and there were financial constraints or education barrier or whatever the case might be but what was special about this instance was when i unwrapped the infant there was an iv in her hand And so I asked the interpreter to ask the mother what was going on. Well, it wasn't the mother, it was the aunt. The mother had died in childbirth and the baby was taken from the hospital 
to our clinic because they heard that we were operating the clinic that week. And the hospital had this sick baby there that they were, I'm using air quotes, treating, but they weren't feeding the formula because the family couldn't pay. And so these are just little little details of this that just, I'm sure healthcare providers listening to this have similar stories of like that handful of patient experiences that for whatever reason just resonated so deeply with you and you, I can still see all the details in my mind of that moment and that experience and it really shaped really the way that I see the world, I guess I could venture to say this one experience single-handedly had the most impact on my worldview and the way that I approach situations, especially political situations or people may be debating a topic. And I very quickly have this stance of, I know nothing or I know very little. I know how to weigh in based on my own experience. But when you have these international health experiences specifically, you realize how small of a perception that we actually have as to what is is going on out there. And I think the opposite of that, being very narrow-minded with our blinders on, is what gets us into trouble. Next section is going to focus specifically on healthcare and leadership questions. So the first question is, what inspired you to pursue a career in healthcare and more specifically to become a nurse practitioner? So I will go back to high school and you have a, you have a career counselor, you, you do volunteering. There was a volunteer clinic at my church. So I was exposed to multiple different healthcare environments and really was interested in science and biology and helping people. And so that was what drove me to healthcare in general. And I (laughs) became interested in the nurse practitioner route, not entirely for, I think in hindsight, the right reasons. But I can remember in high school when I was going through this process, again, I grew up in Virginia and I, I think when a lot of people hear Virginia, like they immediately think of Northern Virginia and I grew up just outside of Richmond. So very different in terms of values and like, this is the South Richmond. And so I was, I was pursuing going pre-med and I remember distinctly someone saying to me, someone who was an adult saying to me, looking at me with this horrified look on their face and saying, Ashley, don't you want to be able to have a family? And again, like just like this patient story that I told, that is one of those defining moments for me that I so wish I could go back. There's nothing wrong with wanting to become an NP, but to in all honesty, I chose that route because I thought it would offer me more flexibility. And of course I wanted to have a family. And I I just look, it's also hilarious to me now because any NPs listening will know 
we take call now and we are independent providers. Like I can, I could open up my own practice in Connecticut. And so it's hilarious in a sense and all for now that I'm pursuing an MBA, I will have almost eight years of, of education in terms of my undergrad and graduate degrees. And so that was ultimately what I wanted was to be a doctor and now here I am with almost that same amount of schooling and so of course I am very happy that I chose the path that I did and and I'm on my own journey but I don't want to sugarcoat and again I think our stories are so powerful when we share them with others who may be able to resonate or maybe someone is listening to this who is in a position of influence over a young person trying to decide what path they want to take and this can sort of challenge them to be a little more thoughtful in choosing their words and and giving that advice especially to someone at such an impressionable age next question what is one of the most challenging situations you've encountered in your healthcare career and how did you overcome it so i think just thinking of broadly the most challenging situations i've faced have almost always involved ethical dilemmas and so the, the biggest one that, that sticks out in my mind, I was working in the intensive care unit and, and I was a travel nurse uh, and I tr- did multiple assignments across the country as, as a travel nurse in the ICU and that in itself was <laughs> extremely challenging but I love a good challenge and that was challenging in the right way in terms of just becoming more resourceful and knowing that no matter what environment I'm in, a nurse is a nurse is a nurse, a patient is a patient is a patient, and the EMR or how their policies run or how they get their meds from pharmacy or whether they're a teaching hospital or not-for-profit or for-profit, all of that is sort of irrelevant as long as you know how to navigate it. And again, I think that's where my leadership potential really started to shine through. Um, so one of the biggest examples of this in terms of a patient story that pops out in my mind is I can remember early in my career, end of life discussions and code status really was not being talked about to the level that it is now with this resurgent or surgence of palliative care and hospice and so much education around that to patients and families but it was still like a relatively not talked about thing unless you were terminal cancer and so i can remember a patient coming in not knowing that he had cancer, he came into the ER for symptoms. Most of the time, the ones that ended up in the ICU, it was for a pleural effusion, which for non-healthcare providers, that is a buildup of fluid in the lungs that has to be drained. And then that requires a chest tube to be inserted and thus would require ICU monitoring. So patient was fine and stable. The situation had been handled and I can remember the doctor doing his rounds and saying to the patient that they needed to discuss code status. And I was standing on the outside of the room behind a curtain 
just messing with something on a cart, a.k.a. I was listening. And as the doctor is describing code status to the patient, he says when the patient asks what CPR is, he says it would be like a bunch of monkeys jumping on your chest and cracking all your ribs. This is a physician that's saying this. One of the most educated, highly regarded professions in this country. And that is how he chose to describe this in a way that he believed the patient would understand. This was not the patient's PCP, someone that he had a rapport with. This this patient had only been there for less than three days. So whatever relationship they had was just forming. And another moment that is burned into my mind because I felt so many ways about this, of course, reported it, had it looked into, etc. But I took that experience with me throughout my career every time that I had an end of life discussion or every time that I changed someone's code status. I always thought back to that conversation and even though it was a huge mistake that was made that I witnessed, it was something that I'm so grateful that I overheard because all of the patients since then that I have been able to be culturally sensitive to and provide the resources that they need based on their level of education, their level of health literacy, it it really just stuck with me and helped to change the type of nurse practitioner that I ultimately became. And full circle, I ended up working in the palliative space at a startup and having those conversations with tons of patients and in what I think and believe in general was a very positive experience for the patients and families that I had the opportunity to do that with. The next question is, any tips or advice for aspiring healthcare professionals considering an MBA? So I would say that my advice is to take the opportunity to expose yourself to other fields through your classmates. So I spoke about this in a podcast that some of my classmates started that I was on uh, early in year one of the program. And I specifically chose a non-healthcare focused MBA program because I wanted the exposure to a diverse set of backgrounds because I think there are so many things, so so much crossover that we can take and learn from each other. And so I am really enjoying that aspect of it. I spoke about this in the podcast that I was on with my program, but I will just touch on it here briefly. I had a conversation with one of my classmates, Andrew, who is in the aviation industry, and we were discussing the crossover. I I referenced a tool that was used in the ICU early in my career called a Muse score, which takes a calculation of the patient's vital signs and gives you basically an indicator that you can look at on a scale 
I can't remember exactly what it is, but for the purposes of this, let's say it gives you a number between zero and three, and it's sort of like a stoplight system, and if the patient was yellow or red, you would call the physician to notify them of that, because it can be an early indicator of multiple things going wrong, but mainly what we were looking for was sepsis and trying to catch it early so that it could be treated early. And so Andrew and I were discussing the crossover between aviation and healthcare and how it might really seem unassuming, but I think by having conversations like this, which I would love to have him on, shout out Andrew if you listen to this, and see where those conversations go because there's likely much more that we can dig into in terms of taking best practices from one industry to another. We are at the last question and this question is, in what ways have you encountered gender inequality or biases in the healthcare industry and how do you address them? Another story, (laughs) I'm I'm taking a walk down memory lane with these, so another story that is one of these that I will never forget was a physician coming up to myself and some other nurses at the nurse's station and taking the ear buds off of one of our stethoscopes and then I can't remember if he put it in someone else's ears or put it in his ears. And everyone was sort of looking around like, what the hell is going on? And he made a joke about how it was better with the rubber off. And I was, it's it's one of these situations where you're so taken aback by the situation that you don't respond in that moment. And and then you look back, especially now that I feel I am not that young woman fresh out of school who's scared of her own shadow. I mean, God knows what I would say now or what I would do now. But in that moment, I, I was defenseless. Like I said nothing, I did nothing about it. And I remember I did tell someone in my program Uh, because I was in school at the time, about it. And they were like, oh my gosh, was it so-and-so? He did the same thing to the nurses on, and she mentioned another unit. And again, that was a huge learning point for me that if you don't speak up about things like this, that most likely was not the only instance of that behavior. And so for myself, not speaking up, you're also carrying on your shoulders, not just the shame and embarrassment of the situation, you're carrying the fact that it's most likely going to continue to happen to other people. And so I think I am so passionate now, not just about gender inequality and, and promoting feminism, but really just breaking barriers in general to promote diversity and inclusion I think healthcare needs that so badly and and I'm so excited to have people on to discuss the various this this is multifaceted and and a huge issue in healthcare and it doesn't just impact professionals in the industry it impacts the patients and the clients that we serve and I think going back to the aviation industry 
it reminds me so much of your pilot and steward stewardess and all the the people on the airplane i think it's just like a great crossover between a lot of the same issues that that we are experiencing and so looking forward to digging into that more i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up so i hope more than anything you've just gained some deeper insights into my journey and Think about the intersection of healthcare, leadership, inclusivity, pursuing higher education, global health. We have touched on a lot of topics here, and I just hope that I've given you something to think about and maybe encourage you to reflect on some of those defining stories. Ultimately, our stories and experiences are powerful tools for growth and change. So keep questioning, keep talking, and let's try to make this world a better place in the process. Thank you guys. I will see you next time. And again, don't forget, I have an episode coming up with my mom. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Trust me. (laughs) I'll see you guys next time.